Avalor. Welcome back to another episode of The Magic Within, your podcast resource for all things Elena Vavalor. All right, everyone, we are back with part two of our three-part discussion on the Magic Within mini-movie special. We, When we left off, we were just getting ready to jump into the betrayal with Esteban and everything that goes along with it. So... Sit back, listen up, and join us as we continue on. All right, so, of course, we have a tattletale vision. The description of the episode says that Esteban's uh, secret is revealed. So what else do you expect? The family is having a dinner, Mm. and that's when they try to, then when they start to reminisce about uh, the previous carnivals and how happy they were. And uh, Elena remembers, actually, because of Flo, remembers that she did not see the float uh, her fathers were preparing in last carnival. Oh, yes, we do get that information. Her parents died in carnival. How heartbreaking. Uh. <sighs> oh. Yeah. And so they realized that Stemar actually was with them that day except he wasn't, uh, but they don't know that. Uh, so Flo insists that Elena uses her scepter power to see the, um, you know, the float uh, that she did not get to. But Esteban is really insistent that they don't. Uh, he, he's, he starts to panic. He, he makes it more and more obvious that something is going on. Mm-hmm. And, well, he tries to attribute it to the fact that it's been years ago and stuff. But in the end, ends up <laughs> falling onto the table um, in his <laughs> in his attempt to take the sep- uh, to prevent Elena from using the scepter. And well, Elena asks uh, what Esteban was doing that day, and the scepter reveals that dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm trying to do the dun 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 thing, but uh, <laughs> he actually helped Ricky to come to Avalor and infiltrate the palace mm. along with Victor, of course. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the family is so distressed. Actually, we don't see Issa's uh, reaction in this episode, but uh, Elisa is very, very, very sad. She's like, how could you? And so is Francisco. And uh, Elena just immediately gets mad here. Um, once it's Sing Sing, that is, mm-hmm. and her dress gro- uh, goes orange, and everything starts spinning, and the coterie uh, flies up to the air, and everything is insane. He's, he's kind of scared of what's happening, and uh, Esteban is even more scared because obviously he's not <laughs> in the best position. <laughs> he's in the Right? And and Elena calls the guards and points the scepter at him and says, like, um, uh, guard sees Chancellor Esteban, and Esteban's like cousin um, Elena, please, and he, and but Elena just wants him out of her sight, and it's wow, it's weird seeing Elena so mad after all this time, and mm-hmm. you know trans- the transition to the song and everything that was really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. All right, so we cut to uh, the dungeons where. Esteban is now being held. Wow, the irony. <laughs> and, and the Delgados trust talk him. Uh, He's just... Ash especially mentions how he served Avalor for 43 years and now he's just a common criminal to everyone. Um, <laughs> Carla's like, ha, yeah. ha, ha, burn. <laughs> yes! I love that line. <laughs> Carla's amazing. Oh. <laughs> uh, and she's actually really, she actually is really chill. I think that's because she's 
kind of with your parents. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, and so Esteban is really, really confident that his par uh, his parents will what <laughs> that his family uh, will actually forgive him because familia is what's most important. But uh, and so actually he's going to have a trial with the Grand Council, and Gabe calls him to uh, calls for him to be let out of the dungeon, and they head to the Grand Council room. There, uh, Elena. Uh, Francisco, Luisa, and Naomi are waiting, and once he sees uh, their faces, his all he his confidence just fades away because he realizes just how serious everything is, mm -hmm. and how his he may not be getting out of this easily, and he's not. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Elena addresses him and ask uh, asks. Uh, asks him if he has anything to say for his, uh, well, for his position. And that's where we get a glimpse of, I wonder if we get more of that, actually, if we get flashbacks or anything. But for the time being, we get an explanation on why Esteban did what he did. And it's that his, once his parents died, um, there was, you know, he was, he was feeling more and more alone. And the fact that the attention was on Elena and she was doing, and she could do nothing wrong. She was a gun the golden child of the family made him feel invisible and that's when he, he and he grew angry and bitter and that's when uh Shuriki offered him a deal to give him power to him and victor that is who were both feeling like outcasts uh to you know to prove their worth and subsequently esteban wanted to uh gain the love of his family not knowing that he already had it uh and and so everybody hears the explanation. Uh, Elena, uh, Elena seems conflicted. Uh, Francisco and Luisa are quiet. Uh, uh, Naomi is also really conflicted. She seems to not. She seems, you know, she seems sympathetic at first. Then she seems to not buy it. Uh, her moods change a lot. Truth is, and Francisco goes first, and he. He's really disappointed in what Esteban did, and he's very sad. However, uh, uh, these past years, he's he's seen the man that uh, Esteban has grown to be, and that's actually a point of discussion for later. But uh, he's he's actually willing to forgive Esteban for what he's done because that happened so many years ago, and he has done so much for Avalor and the family. Uh, I guess and yeah so francisco wants to forgive esteban and esteban is really happy about that he he's like yes 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 uh he believes he's changed enough to for this to be forgiven but uh then comes luisa who understands <laughs> her husband yeah that's that's really heartbreaking in a way because actually yeah, it's oh, I, I must probably mention that Flo is in the trial. I forgot about <laughs> oh, that. Oh <laughs> Try to forget that part. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Flo is like, oh, at Francisco's uh, reaction to uh, at Francisco's decision. But then Luisa comes in and says, like, uh, "Mi amor, you are uh, a wise man, but this time you're wrong." And <laughs> Yeah, you, you think it's going to be sweet and all, but actually it grows intense. Mm -hmm. And she points at Esteban like you, which also is kind of heartbreaking because uh, dressing him as you is all kinds of, um, you know, she raised him like a son. It's, 
it kind of feels like she's already denouncing him in a way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, she's she cannot she simply can't forgive the death of her daughter and son-in-law, the queen and king of Avalor. And okay, so Luisa cannot forgive that, and I think that's the decision that uh, just takes everybody. Uh, you know, everybody has to agree with. Uh, Naomi Naomi agrees with Luisa. She seems sad to do so. She, she's also really conflicted about it uh, because she does not know what to believe about Esteban. And I think that makes sense because they have started to develop kind of a reluctant friendship through the years. And see, I don't think she was expecting that. I, not anyone was expecting it. Uh, but it's a hard decision. And then comes Elena, and Elena just has to make the most difficult decision in her life, I think, mm-hmm. kind of, because this has to do with family. It's not Cristobal, who was like uh, a cousin he was seeing once a year or so. Uh, Elena has to deal with, as she addresses him, she, uh, she grew up with him, and she loved him like a brother. Mm-hmm. This broke me, guys. <laughs> this absolutely broke me. It, it's no simple deal. And and she admits that it would pain her immensely to just get him locked in the dungeon for him to rot for the, of, for the rest of his days. Okay, she does not say it like that, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has decided, she actually has to suggest, that he gets exiled in the... In, in Solidad Island. I mean, that's that literally means Solitude Island. <laughs> yeah, where he will live alone for the rest of his days. And that, of course, is uh, a heavy punishment for Esteban because mm-hmm. he has lived 41 years with Shuriki with no, without his family and, you know, not seeing anybody. That's, that's really harsh. And he does not get, and he does not take it well. He's about to faint. And so the decision, uh, so, you know, the matter is at hand. Exile Esteban or not? Uh, Luisa and Naomi raise their hands, and so does Elena, it's her suggestion. But Francisca doesn't. And so it's decided. Esteban shall be exiled. Next mm. thing after Carnival is over. Yes. And so he is led to the dungeons. Oh, yeah, I should probably mention that uh, Esteban also mentions... Uh, that addresses Elena as prima during the pra- uh, the trial, but Elena only addresses him as Esteban. Mm-hmm. She uses past tense like loved Ooh. or <laughs> yeah, Amelia. <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay. Anyway, yeah. So you, I love I love these little details. Actually, I love how um, such little details can signify the emotional state and the relationship status of the of the characters. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just uh, the writing was really good this scene, but you also had Flo, who was obviously there for. I actually wonder that it's something that the podcast princesses have been talking about. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's been interrupting and oh, actually, in the very at the very end, she she, she is like, oh, who's ready to go to the carnival? <laughs> and really excited. And I really wonder if it's kind of a comedy relief in that scene because that's kind of a heavy scene, mm-hmm. and perhaps. They had to, perhaps they had executives tell them that, well, they had to lighten it up, and so they used floor. I don't know, it's just Even a thing. for adults, like being an adult, it was a heavy scene for us as well, you know, not only the kids. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, she's there to keep the kids' attention. That's what Flo's purpose in life is, I think. <laughs> right. 
actually yeah. grow I actually grew to really like flow in the next mm. episodes but this one was a bit too weird actually <laughs> to to get used to her yeah she's she was an acquired taste <laughs> oh. mm. <laughs> but but yes yeah, so clearly Elena had to make a very like you said a very difficult choice probably the hardest choice of her life so what do we think was Elena blinded by emotion or did she make a wise choice what do you girls think I think for Elena I think one of the wisest things she did was say you're not staying in the dungeon you can be like exiled because imagine that if you had someone like in your house it feel horrible like them yeah. rotting in a dungeon so I thought that was quite a mature decision for the circumstance anyways all right well I personally think that it was probably very much fueled by emotion but were her emotions wrong I personally don't think so I think she was pretty spot on for feeling the way she did mm-hmm. and that this is probably the most compassionate <laughs> uh, sentence she could have given for something like this. I mean, she's been, keep in mind, she's been chasing, you know, she'd been chasing Shuriki for like the entire last season. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't feel safe. She, you know, she saw Shuriki murder her parents, but then to find out it's indirectly caused by your cousin, someone who you, you know, actually viewed, yeah, viewed as, a brother to you you know it wasn't like oh you know like Georgia said someone she saw him passing every couple years like for special occasions it was someone that was raised with her Mm -hmm. I can totally feel like that emotion of just betrayal and hurt and the fact that she even like to me like she seemed more appalled that like that he would even really think that like, what was the reason for him feeling like he was alone? She obviously saw him as a brother. Mm-hmm. There was some kind of established relationship there. You know what I mean? Yes. So, mm-hmm. personally, I love you, Esteban, but, you know, I really think that Elena's decision was probably the most compassionate decision she could have made, you know, in this case. Yeah. Like, there's no way, like, regardless, like, between the emotional connection Plus, you have to keep in mind the, the lawful connection, right? Because she is a ruler and she has to deal out consequences based on the law. Um, oh, right. And so he, treason, man, that's, that's legit. <laughs> that's a legitimate <laughs> crime. So emotion, valid emotions on one hand, plus, you know, the weight of the crime, um, he couldn't just be let free. Like something had to happen. And I agree with Jenny that this is definitely probably the most compassionate sentence she could have leveled on him. Um, So obviously the choice has consequences farther down the road that we will see later and are still waiting to see, but I she did the best she could with what she had. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say that uh, my thing with this I actually really agree with you I I can totally understand where Lena is coming from I think my my only jab I'm not sure how you say it I think my only uh, problem like uh, not really a problem but the thing is that this happened 41 years ago the consequences are great but 
but you know, it's weird to deliver a punishment to a man for something he did when he was 16. Uh, it's it, Again, the consequences are great. Like Elena was trapped in that amulet and she was conscious for 41 years. Avalora was under a dictatorship. Uh, Shuriki was just awful. And you know, I mean, he he did try his best to make Avalor prosper, and he turned into the greatest, uh, into the greatest um, trading center of the you know of the hemisphere, apparently. But um, you know, you still you still have all the pain, except uh, you have the deaths of Elena's parents. It's you know, it's a lot. So that is the most uh, compassionate. Uh, that is the most compassionate sentence she could deliver at the moment. Now, I, I don't know if that will be contemplated as in uh, Craig, uh, Craig Gerber in his tweets seems to be kind of proud of how difficult of a choice this was for Elena and even questions if that is the right thing or not. And I kind of wonder if her emotions that overtake her slowly are directed to the darkness but at the moment that is the most she could do and i, I really can't blame her i now i i don't know if there's a more deserving punishment or something better but i think that's the most elena could decide at the moment see she's been through a lot okay oh okay oh i forgot i forgot i have to talk more yeah sorry i just wanted to say that i think esteban's greatest crime in uh, in brackets uh is that he was actually lying about this the yeah. whole time he hasn't faced that yet uh, and i think that's uh that's the greater deal it's not as i mean he did that but he did that 16 years later uh, 16 years later when he was 16 i'm sorry but the thing is that he was lying to his family all this time yeah of course he was expecting this punishment and he was afraid, so he did not do it. He did not want to lose them all over again. Cue something I would never do. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, he was still lying. And I think that's something he still has to face. I still believe in his redemption, eventually. I mm -hmm. hope so. But uh, he hasn't really redeemed. He has worked for Avalor, but he has not worked for the lies he has told his family. Okay, I shall shut up now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are great points. In-depth analysis, guys. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Just think about Esteban a lot. Actually, I'm drawing him at the very moment, so <clears throat> don't be surprised. <laughs> so speaking of, as we're talking about Esteban and um, his past, what he was doing at the age of 16, what, like, he talks about what his, he talks about what his motivations were, for choosing making the choice he did um do we believe him and do we believe he has changed what do you guys think i think he's definitely changed you can just see it in the way that he tries so hard well initially he in back in like season one in the song he's like mm -hmm. something i would never do mm -hmm. i think that's where you can see that he has the most change because he's saying all those things and he's like all alone just by himself and mm -hmm. so he would have no reason to believe all that if, like, he was just by himself knowing no one else was there. And he stole the crown and did all those things for Victor just so that his family, so he could protect them and so that they would still love him. And so I think he really does care for his family and he wants their love and that he knows what he did was wrong. 
but he just goes about it in a way that's not exactly <laughs> the most honest, I guess. Yeah. But I, I can tell that he's changed his heart and that he, all he wants is just approval and acceptance in his family again. I'm emotional. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm emotional, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I definitely think he's changed. I could pull up about a hundred different screenshots of... <laughs> very like oh, yeah, genuine like Esteban family moments um he does not feel invisible anymore he you know he knows he has the love of his family he's slow we've watched him slowly grow closer to the, them and open up to them and you know remember when he got his first like big hug from Elena on his birthday in Island of Youth and he was like oh my god what do I do with this <laughs> compared to say like snow place like home where you know the physical affection was welcome and almost... he even initiated it yes exactly so you know i think it's been subtle and it's been quiet but he's definitely i we've seen him change even just in the last few years but we, there's also evidence of what he did for avalor and that he was not happy with shiriki and um he just you know the fact that he was never able to come clean i think is probably his biggest bad decision um of his life cuz you know having it come from him it might have softened softened it and shown his remorse more than, you know, having flow and tattletale vision reveal it. <laughs> All right. Anyone else before we move on? I'll say something. <laughs> I have feelings. Uh, <laughs> and I completely agree with what everyone said here. Like, I feel like Esteban's changed a lot as far as his dynamic in the family. Um, he doesn't feel so, you know, alienated you know he felt like he was part of the family these you know since Elena's return but uh, there's a big butt um (laughs) sorry (laughs) my only thing is that yes he's changed in his position with his family but has he learned from this experience that he got lucky enough to get away with Mm -hmm. for x amount of years nope he did not learn anything because he, uh, you know, without saying too much, because we're getting into it more, there are certain decisions he's made further in the season that I am, like, mind-blown personally yeah. that, I mean, you would even consider doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe de- I, I get out of desperation, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's letting his, yeah, like, fear drive him, just like he did before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He He's letting fear drive him, yes, but... I mean, okay, just picture this. Mm-hmm. You could save this for later if you want because I'm kind of like going ahead of what we've already <laughs> discussed. But if you, and okay, say you have a sister. Mm-hmm. She and her boyfriend break up mm-hmm. badly. And you go off with the boyfriend, whether it be romantic or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. What point do you tell yourself that is not okay? <laughs> Yeah. Like, of all the things he could have used to get out of that palace, he used the people that have, you know, mm-hmm. tormented Elena, you know, threatened her happiness. Like, I just feel like he did not learn from that. And I was actually di- really, like, this, well, when I say I'm disappointed in his actions, I don't mean I'm disappointed in the story because I love the angst. Oh, my yes. God, I love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm loving the story. 
yes. but just strictly speaking on the, you know, his character here and his journey, I was disappointed that he went that route. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was disappointed. I love it. Sorry. I, I yeah. should say that a third time. Uh-huh. Um, well, I think but- we're all disappointed in Esteban himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But we're loving this. But we love it. Yeah. <laughs> I Give think even this. Esteban but- is disappointed with himself. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping, especially on George's behalf, that there's something that we're not seeing yet that mm-hmm. will come to a head later and will ultimately redeem him. Absolutely. Thank but you, Jenny. Right now, I'm a little miffed at him. I th- yeah. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. I think, I think this season is supposed to challenge what we think of certain characters, especially Stabon. Mm-hmm. And I... I don't know. I think the um, I think the creators have big plans. I want to think that all this development was not for nothing. It was not for him to just end up a villain. Uh, and I don't think it will be. And I don't. I also because there is these. Uh, there are all kinds of theories resurfacing in the fandom, mm-hmm. and um, you know about his ultimate fate, and and him, uh, you know, never returning or dying or anything. But I really hope they don't go the sacrifice or some sacrifice in the defining sense. I mean. Because, you know, it's kind of the easy way out. Uh, I want to step on to actually face and As you said, he he hasn't com- exactly learned uh, that... Um, he, yeah, he hasn't exactly learned. He he knows what he did wrong. He, he has so much guilt inside him. But he still hasn't made the right choice. Uh, I think that's something that's foreshadowed a lot with Esteban. Like you have him in in, in season one. Uh, uh, you know, him deciding to save Elena in episode four. Or you have King of the Carnaval where uh, Victor tells him that uh, he always has a choice. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about Esteban's uh, fate or not right now, but I'll return to it. Uh, okay, so uh, you also have the right thing to do, which I think was a huge foreshadowing, seeing the magic within, mm-hmm. right to Elena pointing her scepter at Esteban. Uh, and then, you know, kind of classing. Actually, they classed here. But uh, anyway, uh, so what I wanted to say is that I think Esteban deciding to do the right thing, but choosing the other way is, is kind of his thing. I want to think, I want to believe that there's actually an interesting character arc at stake and it's not just an arc straight to destruction. Anyway, but uh, because the point of discussion actually was if he has changed, uh, yeah, I do believe he has changed. His emotions about his family have changed. Uh, he has... Uh, has determined that they did indeed love him but uh yeah he hasn't exactly learned as uh, as jenny said before as for the fact that oh also you you mentioned before what motivated him to choose to follow shuriki i actually had a huge analysis on that back in season one <laughs> and i'm happy to see that i was indeed uh actually was on point back then yeah and I can see, I actually can picture how this could take a toll on Esteban. Like, okay, they did try, uh, they all did love him and try his their best to make him feel welcome and feel like family. And I don't think they could do something more. But at the end of the day, Esteban grew up in an environment where he wasn't, uh, in a sense, pri- 
priority number one. How to say that? Well, uh, Elena is loved as a daughter and as uh, a grandchild and as a sister. But Esteban is still second, uh, is still, you know, second to, I think also that nickname that he has from Victor El Segundo means, uh, has a meaning of its own. But he basically has the love, he has the love of his grandparents. The grandparents love uh, each grandchild equally, Elena, Isabel, and Esteban, I think. And, but Esteban is still loved less. He has, he's not loved like a brother the way that, uh, Elena loves Isa and Isa loves Elena. He's still just the cousin. And then you have his uh, aunt and uncle who also love him, but they don't love him as parents. Yeah, of course, the grandparents claim to have raised him like a son and claim to love him as, as much, but uh, they don't love him more than Elena and Isa. So in a sense, he is the one that's loved less in the family i don't know how to describe it i mean that's how he views it as a as a teenager and when you have elena who's the heir to the throne um you you know it's really easy to feel overshadowed by her because yes yeah, says uh says this energetic young uh girl who's full of uh who's full of optimism and she would make a great ruler but uh, and she can do nothing wrong in everyone's eyes and so of course he feel he it's it's natural that in such age he would feel jealousy. I mean, they're also close in age, and siblings are like that. Uh, uh, so yeah, the cousins could be like that as well. So I do think there were multiple factors he would feel that way, but I, I, I hope that uh, that's that's my idea of what could have what his psyche could be like. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, that's all I think. <laughs> awesome. Great points. Thank you. It was my time to shine, and now I should not talk for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> awesome. All right. So uh, moving on, we are going to go ahead and pause there. Um, join us next time as we continue final part of our discussion um, with the rest of the carnival celebration and the aftermath of the trial and all the great stuff that happens there um, thanks so much for listening so far and thank you ladies for all of your amazing contributions to our discussions and just everyone all over the world we love and appreciate each one of you so much and we can't wait to join you next time so don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram between episodes for more discussion, fun games, and resources. And don't forget, we love hearing from you. So if you find yourself on iTunes, YouTube, or SoundCloud, we would love it if you took a moment to drop us a note. All right, guys. That's it for now. Until next time, wings up, amigos. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.